0: Welcome back to Innovation Through Insights, where we speak to online entrepreneurs and creators. In this podcast, we're joined by Coach Mack, who helps men rebuild their life and work towards masculinity. If you enjoy the podcast, drop us a follow on Spotify or Apple Music. And if you have any feedback on the podcast, DM me at The Kirin Market. Link is in the description. Anyway, without further ado, let's get straight into the episode. We have Coach Mac on Innovation Through Insights. What is that, man?
1: Hi, man. How are you doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah,
0: all good here. I can hear you loud and clear. So, yeah, it's good we're getting some masculinity on the podcast, you know? Uh, masculinity. subject. So, we just had save your sons on um, the other week? So, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good subject.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks for having me. This is actually my first podcast as a guest ever in the history of the world um i've done a few spaces for some sort of topics that i like to talk about um i've had a few requests i think you just have to find the right people that you kind of want to jump on with and i know you and i have similar sort of ideas with stuff and it kind of made sense for me to jump on so here we are that's
0: awesome man i'm glad i'm glad we added you on yeah when i was just talking to you in the dms i was like yeah let's get you on because i think we could have to shoot some good topics here so i guess yeah yeah so i guess to start out start start out um like just define what you do to the people that kind of don't know you and are being introduced to you and what do you kind of do in maybe two sentences
1: outside of twitter i coach men that want to adopt any change in their life whether it be through careers business relationships friendships confidence building anything anything really and, and it goes against what a lot of people advise when they say you know you need to be super niche but ultimately any guy that wants to work on a specific area of their life i'll work with them directly you know on a one-to-one basis on coaching calls um for as long as necessary really the idea is to get them to a point where they never use my service again which doesn't sound like it should be good for you but you know that's kind of where we want to be really
0: so how did that idea come about with that kind of coaching
1: um i actually went to use a coach um which was against anything I ever sort of stood for before that. I was like, you know, coaches are, you hear a lot of ideas about what coaches are and what they do. And I went to use a coach, and the very first session I came in with all these ideas of why I was there. And then I left with a completely different mindset and was like, shit, this is, this makes a lot of sense. But before that, I was in the military for um, eight years and then came out as in law enforcement for six years. And in both of those careers, I was very quickly kind of put into roles where I mentored people, coached people, taught people. Um, and it just seemed like a, a natural fit for me to do something on my own. As much as I loved both careers and I could do either of them now, still quite happily, I wanted to set up on my own and do my own thing and work directly with men. So when I worked in law enforcement, you know, I come across a lot of men that were in the worst possible place in their life. And you kind of recognize patterns in of how they've ended up, getting to where they are and you know a lot of people end up in different places through the same sort of channels and for me I kind of want to work with people to stop that happening where possible and kind of help people and particularly men I coach women as well as and when but the focus is working you know with men more so because for me there's a big area for improvement for a lot of men the world over and I you know I kind of want to do my bit and if I have a skill set to use I want to put it to good use, and also coaching gives me the opportunity to work when I want and where I want, which is a big, it's a big attractive factor for me. You know, I'd like to kind of go and work wherever I want to. So that you know, that's why I got into it really.
0: So you you spoke about that kind of factors you see in men that takes them down that dark path. Is there any in particular that you see most commonly?
1: Biggest issues for for men in general, from from what I've seen, is. However it kind of comes about a lot of men suffer with some really deep undealt with insecurities in their life whether it be you know they form attachments to relationships because they've not had a great childhood they've not been nurtured in a way that you would like people to be by parents or they've had some kind of trauma but one of the biggest issues is insecurities within men and then you know men end up acting in ways that get them, you know, ultimately into a lot of trouble with the police a lot of the time, you know, whether it be through domestic violence relationships or alcohol or drug abuse, you know, it, it comes from a deep-rooted insecurity within within men. And I've been there myself, you know, I've been in that situation where I had a relationship breakdown and I couldn't eat, I couldn't function, felt like it was all my fault, you know, tried to make this toxic relationship work because I thought it's what I needed. And then... You know, thankfully I had some good friends that kind of rallied around me and gave me that wake-up call really and and gave me that conversation and eventually you know after about four months of eating poorly and losing a lot of weight I kind of went on this self-discovery journey really and read a lot of books you know listened to a lot of podcasts watched a lot of YouTube videos you know and just kind of found my own stride really and that's kind you know how I've kind of ended up where I am but you know in answer to your question it's Insecurity and attachment really is probably one of the key issues. I think most men, if they're honest with themselves, would be able to kind of say, Do "You know what? I've been there at some point in my life to some degree." You know,
0: yeah, and it's kind of a struggle as well to get out of that pattern you know, because you kind of a lot of it is maybe being self conscious as well. You know, um, not not thinking you know you're good enough, and it's it plays a role in all areas of your life and because it affects so you know what you're working on affects your relationships it just affects your entire life with that kind of anxiety you know
1: and i I think ultimately a lot of things that the people deal with a lot of trauma that people have comes from childhood you know whether you weren't raised by your parents or whether you you know you lived in a fatherless home or your parents were abusive to you or to one another you know and ultimately parents you know do the best they can do with what they've got and that's a really hard pill to swallow a lot of the time you know and you hope that you will do better as you know you become a parent and you want to do better than your parents did but almost everything comes back to some kind of trauma you had as a child and and guys in particular really struggle with self development and self improvement because it's seen as weak a lot of the time to kind of admit like hey I've got a problem you know I've fucked up Or, I'm not very good at this. Guys really struggle because they don't want to be seen as weak and they want to be seen as these super alpha masculine men that have their shit together. And in reality, nobody has their shit together all the time, you know? Nobody has everything worked out all the time. It's a work in progress. And unfortunately, a lot of guys get let down by other people in this space that will kind of say, hey, you know, you need to not show emotion or you need to do this or you need to treat people this way and i think you know men then form this attachment again to to that idea and that's that's kind of why we are where we are now you know
0: yeah and then on the opposite side of the spectrum i've seen people you know have a rough childhood and you know not being able to like you know not had that kind of upbringing but then they've still found a way to kind of you know they've still gone down the self-improvement path they still like found themselves better than most people actually in the like, positions of their life. So like, what do you, what do you think that's the cause of? Is it just something inside of you or is it something, you know, Might you might catch on to a book that you read, changed your life. You go down the rabbit hole, self-improvement and building, I don't know, building a business or something like that, that then just form kind of forms you as a person. Right.
1: I think people go on a journey at some point and it's always different. And some people, and you're right, some people will have the most horrendous upbringings and they'll get to 15, 16 and say, fuck this, I don't want this for my life. And they'll do something, you know, they might see a video on Instagram from, you know, a highly motivational sort of speaker and think, okay, I'm interested in this. And they do it. People will, you know, quote, wake up, I guess, to the idea of improving who you are as a person and and being the best version of yourself you know, as a man in particular, at some point, a lot of people tend to get there between sort of 30 and 40 when they've gone through, you know, quite a standard life. And they think, you know, life's great. And then they wake up at, you know, 34 and think, what am I doing? I'm stuck in this dead end marriage. You know, I'm not having the relationship I want. I'm not having the sex I want. I'm not having the fun I want. I'm not... You know, I'm going to work like a drone. I'm coming home and drinking beer and playing on the PlayStation or whatever. And a lot of people, I think they get sick of their own shit at that point. And I can resonate with that for sure. But some people just, they hit it younger. And I think they realize at a young age, and that's great. You know, it's really good that people get whatever it is, whether it be a video or a book, or, you know, they'll, they'll read something, you know, like for me, Jordan Peterson's a, a big influence on me for the way I kind of try and live my life because he's very astute in what he says. You know, I can imagine a lot of people at 16, 17 would either look at that and jump straight on it and form a bit of an attachment or kind of dismiss it because it's a little bit too much. But I think I don't think there's a particular reason why people jump on that journey when they do. I think it's great when they jump in younger. I think it's just a personality trait really as it either resonates with you or not. And that's where social media can be really helpful for sure.
0: Hmm. I, I resonate that a lot because a year ago, you know, I was turning 17 and then I kind of, you know, I just found, I just found books. I found, you know, a lot of it was um, actually social media as well. Like you said, the motivational people that, you know, you know, when, when the motivational people are kind of speaking, it's really bland. Like, Oh, you know, you need to do this in life. And then you're, you kind of go down that rabbit hole. So what is this? And then you like maybe read a book on it, or then you watch a YouTube video on it. And then, you know, a lot of it was me just going down the rabbit hole for like six months, reading, um, planning out stuff, and then I just found, came across Twitter, and then came across accounts kind of like Save Your Sons, um, you know, Dan Coe, all these people who were really like, you know, at the pe- like at the peak. I saw I saw them as like high up, and then you know that I wanted to be like them, so then I kind of did what they did and working towards that. So. I totally agree, man. It's it's a kind of, I think, I think it, it can, yeah, it is always something that in a, in a drive and then you find so, something that just accelerates that, you
1: know? I, th- I think some of it comes from the surroundings that you have. So a lot of people that I dealt with, in, in, you know, in my time working within the law enforcement community was a lot of people that struggled in life that ended up in a bad way. So the people that ended up on drugs and alcohol and living homeless, that's what they had around them. You know, that was their comfort zone, that was what they knew. If you grow up in a similar environment but you don't have that around you, you're more inclined to kind of then form an attachment to social media, for example, or you know, your YouTubes or whatever. And the algorithm kind of does help. You know, if you jump on YouTube and watch a Jordan Peterson video, before you know it, every Jordan Peterson video in the world is thrown in front of you, but with a bit of Joe Rogan, some David Goggins and all that sort of stuff, and then you do go down that rabbit hole like you talk about, where I think it's amazing that guys at your age get to that point, because I imagine, and I'd love to see, when you hit 30 or 40, I think you'll be in an amazing position to know, like, I learned early on that life's fucking hard, and it is hard for men, and I will throw that out there. It is really tough for men in this day and age with, you know, the way that feminism gets abused by people, and the way that certain mindsets, you know, are, are forced upon men. Men are forced to be the nice guy, you know, and men are forced to be this version of themselves that they're not supposed to be. And I think that's where a lot of issues come for guys. But I think it's great that you learn at a young age, and I'd love to see kind of where you are in the next twenty years. Really, I think that'd be mm-hmm. cool.
0: I'm excited, man. Definitely, because I big thing I stand like by as well is train everything. So kind of your wealth physical you know by like gym working out mental whether that's like journaling meditation relationships you know like speaking to people forming friendships and like deeper connections with people and it's training everything right you don't want to just train your business because that's going to you know it's going to like alter the other ones you know like it's going to be an imbalance you want to train everything that's why i say this it. um and that's how you kind of grow in life and a big thing you did mention is you know the nice guy, and that is what I kind of interpreted it as. Like before, you know the nice guy, they finish they finish last because you know they're unlucky. You know they've um because they, they're unlucky, they're too nice. People just don't want to um like hang around them because they're too nice. But really, it's a victim mentality, right? It's it you know like the, the if you someone's got like kind of in that position where they think they're the nice guy, what can they do to be kind of the opposite, we're like, and it's someone who's intentional. You know what I mean? And I, I, you've touched on this before. So, yeah, just like, I'm, I'm interested to see what points you have there. Yeah, like, if you're kind of stuck in that nice guy mentality, what can you do to kind of get out of that and be more intent, intentional? Because it is pushed to us oh, Be a nice guy, you know, but nice guys and how it's portrayed isn't well, it, it, actually a nice guy, you know.
1: It's just people that kind of fit within that that nice guy description are people who don't know how to understand what their own needs are and they can't accept that they're responsible for meeting their own needs they don't know how to set boundaries with people and also set boundaries for themselves they don't know how to communicate with other people their boundaries and their needs they don't understand the you know the vital importance of making time for yourself like if you speak to a guy and say when's the last time you did something positive for yourself and that's not going out and getting you know blind drunk with your mates that's like you know when have you gone on like a meditation retreat or when have you gone and got a massage or when have you gone to the gym in the evening and spent that time or gone on a bike ride or gone for a walk or you know started creating something new or took a hobby on you know a lot of these guys unfortunately they'd live this life thinking that what they have to do is give 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 all the time and then they end up in a position normally around 30 or 40 if they follow the traditional sort of trajectory is they end up cheating on their other half or they'll end up leaving or they'll have a meltdown or their mental health you know, becomes bad and they end up suicidal. And I think the easiest way to describe what you need to do is you need to do that deep work. And people are shit scared of the idea of doing deep work, but you need to take a step back and observe who you are and accept who you are in that moment and and accept that you know i'm not very good at this or i'm not doing very well in voicing what my needs are and making sure i get them met or i don't set boundaries you know setting boundaries is a, is a huge one but you need to do that deep work where you sit down observe who you are and say i'm going to make a conscious intentional effort to change the way i am being because i'm fucking miserable i hate how my life is right now and It's about, you know, building up your own emotional intelligence and then using that as a foundation to then work on, like you said, work on, you know, your wealth creation, your mental health, your confidence, your relationships with everybody. And your fitness, of course, is another one which gets, it's probably the first thing to get neglected, right, is your fitness. But, you know, the the deep work on you and your own emotional intelligence, understanding what that is and how that kind of forms a foundation of all the other sort of pillars that kind of work from there really is kind of, it's never easy to describe for anybody because everybody's different, but that would be the way I would tell anybody to kind of try and make that work for them, you know?
0: Yeah. And yeah, it's and 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 not it, of my being, you know, someone disrespectful, it's just self-respecting. You know, it's, you know, you're working hard to be the best version of yourself so then you can be the best version of everyone else as well, you know, but it starts with you, it doesn't start with other people it all begins with you right and um how i saw like kind of well, how, how it started for me was you know but yeah it was hell it was like it was healthy you know it was the gym that's where you kind of form that. you understand yourself better and it's hard to explain it's hard to kind of grasp but you do it just happens and then also writing as well that just helps you mentally understand yourself better and then doing these things then takes you on we go back to that kind of that rabbit hole and there's actions that you take to improve itself, and and that's where it all begins, right, the kind of, for me, for physical health, gym, mental, you know, writing, I think.
1: Yeah, writing's a big one, like, I presume you journal, do you journal every day, or?
0: Yeah, or br- journal, brain dump, yeah, Ooh, it's powerful, man.
1: I, I don't journal every day, that's definitely something that I, I still need to kind of work on, but I know I journal more when I know I need it, when I'm feeling mm-hmm. things a bit much. But I like to do something that I call negative journaling where you'll get some paper and you'll basically just write all that negative self-talk you have. So and, and you don't worry about grammar or full stops or capitals or punctuate or any shit. You just write, you know, I'm a piece of shit. I'm lazy. I'm this. I'm unfit. I'm angry. I'm aggressive. Well, you just get it all out and then you look at the... You look at the common themes because you'll repeat yourself. You will repeat yourself and you might end up writing I am lazy four or five times. And then it's about reframing that in a more positive manner, you know, rather than I am lazy it is, you know, I am selective about what I do and I am intentional with what I do because I sit there and think I'm lazy sometimes. I'll be sat there watching a bit of Netflix, you know, having a cup of tea, chilling out, thinking you've watched three, you know, three episodes or something. You're, a, you know, you're a lazy piece of shit. And it's then having that conversation with yourself, like, no, you're making a conscious effort to actually enjoy life a little bit. Like a lot of people talk about Netflix and stuff on Twitter a lot and, you know, you know, cancel your subscription and do this. Okay, cool. Like whatever, if that's what you want to do, but I sometimes quite like watching a movie and watching a box set and you can't lose sight of, and so many people i spoke to on Twitter, they're like, you know, I'm working so hard and I feel like I need to do more. And that's like, yeah, because people on Twitter are telling you something on a, you know, a, a tweet without any nuance at all. And you're taking it at face value, thinking I need to cancel my Netflix. I need to walk past Starbucks. I need to do this. I need to drink six liters of water a day, you know, and disappear for six months in monk mode, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's it's all funny. Like I, I've I've put some piss take tweets on that before, and you know, gone the completely different way. But the message in there is important. Like spend less time on Netflix, spend more time working on yourself. You know, don't drink as much and yeah, hydrate. Like, I don't hydrate enough. Some days I might not even drink two litres of water, you know, and that's... We're, we're human at the end of the day, are we not?
0: Right, exactly. Exactly, and going back to kind of the journaling thing, it's the... Ne- yeah, that is... I do a lot when it's like a negative kind of... You're in a, kind of a ne- negative state. When I'm a positive, I usually, you know, read or watch a movie or do something like that because you're kind of in that mind frame where you can. When you're in a negative mind frame, you can't really because swings in your head, like, you know, yelling at you. So you kind of, that's where you've got to sit down and like do the, the journaling and do everything like that to kind of get it out of your head. So yeah, it's not, I don't even think with the journaling stuff, it's about doing it every day. I think it's about doing it when it needs to be done and not letting it pass when it needs to be done, you know?
1: It's about recognising yourself and that forms part of that deep self work that you do. It's about sitting there, I'm sure you'll resonate. Sometimes you wake up and you just wake up in a bad mood and you just don't want to get out of bed and do anything that day. And you're like, I just want to, I don't want to do it. I don't want to get dressed and face the world some days, you know, and that's normal. But people beat themselves up over that and they're like, I must be a piece of shit because I don't jump out of bed and drink a litre of water and go straight to the gym. You know, some people do that every day. Great, like good effort. I couldn't do it. I'm not a morning person and I accept that. That's who I am. But you have to understand who you are and then do that work you know accordingly so like like when you say you know you know when you need to journal cool go and journal when you need to you don't have to do it every day some people do it every day and they swear by it that's great that's them but everybody's different you know and that's probably one of the big key takeaways is you're not the same as everybody else you know you're built different and that gets thrown out a lot into it as well but you are a a different person some people like getting up at six o'clock some people want to get up Mm -hmm. at 10 and like i'm a night owl i'll be up at three in the morning you know creating things that's just how I work and I'm okay with that you know
0: exactly exactly and that's why kind of the platitudes on Twitter like you said it's like you have to take them you have to understand the meaning behind it, the message it's not always just I'll oh, stop watching Netflix it's sometimes like do this instead but you can't you have to understand like you can't just take the platitude between just like a face value you completely follow it step by step because you're different you know person giving out that information it works for them but it doesn't work for you all the time so you take it face value and then you kind of alter it change filter it to what you do and how you do your routine and how you live your life you know
1: right and that, that comes back to what i keep harping on about is that self-work and you know learning about who you are recognizing who you are accepting who you are and understanding that you'll have shame you know in your life about certain qualities that you have or you know traits that you might have is accepting that's who you are as a person like as a man you are capable of causing destruction you know at the flick of a switch and that just accept that that's who you are you know you're capable of dehumanizing somebody you know at any given moment accept that that's part of who you are and don't try and hide from that shadow because it's only going to overshadow you eventually and it's going to turn you into a nice guy that thinks you have to be this different way and then you'll end up a bag of shit hating your life and you know, ending up cheating on your missus, or taking drugs, or drinking alcohol, or you know, playing on the PlayStation till four in the morning every day. You know, and, and hating your life. You know, and it's such an easy thing to do. The process is not easy, but it's an easy thing to start. You know,
0: one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And um, if you were kind of because I think everyone's got like goal, you know, to work. Every man's like goal to work towards kind of mas- masculinity, and you have dropped content on Twitter about like what things you can do to start that journey and like what you need what you should like focus on and like you say you know don't always take it at face value but what would your advice be if someone who's kind of starting that journey and going down it yeah self-improvement to like work towards that kind of masculinity like where they want to be on that you know where they aim to be
1: masculinity in itself is such a massive yeah, yeah. Su- subject which can be Misunderstood all the time, you know. Um, you go on Twitter, and some huge accounts will tell you to be masculine. You need to do X, Y, and Z, and ultimately, you know, in my opinion, it's the biggest load of bollocks I've seen in my life because I have a different, I have a different mindset. You know, masculinity is a way of life that's geared towards men, whereas masculine energy isn't necessarily male specific. So, masculine and feminine energy are not they're not they're not gender energies ultimately you know you will whether you want to accept it or not as a man you will embody feminine energy sometime when you create things or when you nurture things that's feminine energy and masculine energy is about you know being confident and being assertive and and you know taking control of things The two completely you know polarized energies but masculinity itself is a way of life that guys can kind of embody but you've got to understand that masculinity and being masculine is not about hiding your emotions it's not about treating women like shit to keep them keen it's not about you know having to go to the gym and you know lift disgustingly heavy weights to prove yourself it's not about shouting you're the biggest alpha male it's about accepting who you are and understanding the the, the balance between masculine and feminine energy and understanding that masculinity is a way of life that you can subscribe to without going too far into the red or black pill kind of mentality It's it's ultimately awareness really and doing your research. You know, I didn't just jump on Twitter and I thought, ah, you know, masculinity, aficionado sounds like a good account, I'll just drop that and put out some shit. I was quite intentional in what I wanted to do and wanted to spread that message that like, look, as a man, life is hard, like it is, and I'm not gonna quote Rocky and it beats you to the ground, but it's it's hard. It's it's not it's not meant to be easy. You can make it easier on yourself by being intentional in how you conduct yourself and understanding who you are as a man and having some acceptance and awareness for that. If you don't have that, you're just going to end up on a red pill account, think that all women are shit, think that all women are the same, think that the world's against you and you're in that victim mindset. And it's very hard to get out of that when you're in that and you form this attachment to this red pill kind of community where you know, there's a lot of not very nice people in there that have these – you know, misjudged ideas and you then latch on to that so quickly because it's then you're forming a brotherhood and, you know, ultimately people need a tribe, you know, and people that have this sort of tribal existence, you know, have good friends, have good family and have this close community are ultimately a lot happier because they're held accountable for their shit. They're told when they're not, you know, acting in the way they should be, and they're they're educated as to why they're not doing that. You know, so it, that's kind of where it comes down to. You need to have that awareness. You definitely need to have a tribe. That's something that gets thrown about a lot. But even on Twitter, for example, you know, you need to have a group of people that you connect with and resonate with and will give you that feedback to say like, hey, you know, this content you're putting out might not quite be right for what you're trying to achieve, you know.
0: It's a great point Like, as you know, if you're like friends or someone; they got to call you out on, because it, it, it's not only works for you that kind of, um, uh, accountability. It works get your friends as well. You got to tell your friends, people you know, like that's not that's not right. You know, so you just got to call them out on some of that stuff. You know,
1: yeah, you've got to have tough conversations with people. And you know, th- there's this idea I think in in you know what is called like the manosphere about telling men to you know man up and that's it. You know, you're telling guys to suppress their emotions or you're telling guys not to show emotion or not to feel and you know that that's damaging for men like i'm not saying you should come on twitter and post a video of you crying over a bag of doritos and you know go down this rabbit hole of self-sabotage but just accept that you have emotions and that you will feel and it's okay to feel it's okay to get annoyed get upset get angry you know if you get dumped by your girlfriend you know have some time to feel whatever you feel and process it and observe what it is and understand and grow from it you know that's vitally important and never really gets talked about enough, in my opinion, anyway.
0: Mm. Yeah, and about Twitter, was that kind of like where you started up there? Was that because you saw other people's opinions on the subject that you kind of taught and you were like, okay, I need to spread my opinion here to, you know, add a different perspective? Or was it you just simply thought, oh, okay, Twitter's a great place to get started to, to talk about this and way, raise awareness for kind of what I talk about?
1: It was a kind of that process? To be honest, uh, you know, my Twitter journey started with me looking for stock tips to invest in the stock market because I wanted to make a bit of, you know, a bit of money the same as anybody else. And you then see that money Twitter world and you see the, you know, the self-development and you see, you know, like, you know, the Save Your Sons, the Dan you know, people like that. And you think, okay, this is a really positive space that people will tune into when they get the chance to. But then you see, and I'm not here, you know, I'm not here to bash the, the red pill sort of ideology that it is you know there's if it was understood better and had some sort of hierarchical structure then perhaps it would be something useful but you see a lot of that red pill mentality on twitter where somebody will say you know stop you know stop your woman having male friends and it's like well why you know where does that come from yeah. is it your own insecurities like just accept you're insecure like i don't care if you know if i'm in a relationship and she's got male friends cool. she cheats on me she's gone and that's me setting those boundaries like you're going to be in a relationship with a beautiful woman and she's going to attract attention off of other men if she's not then she's not you know a quote high value woman you know she's not she's not in a great place and that's that's the facts of life I'm afraid you know that's kind of how it how it is and how it works and it's accepting that you know and not controlling you know the woman you're in a relationship with you know but you know in answer to your question it was both for me you know Twitter's a great place to spread your message but there's also a lot of misinformation and there's a lot of there's a lot of big you know masculinity accounts out there that unfortunately their content is untrue and it's misleading at least it's dangerous you know it kind of teaches young men that they have to objectify women all the time or they have to recognize that all women are the same they're not you know two different women could treat you completely differently and respond differently to how you behave it's about improving you as a man accepting and being aware of who you are and then putting your best self out into the world where you will ultimately then attract a partner whether that's a male or female partner you know for your for your life if that's what you want and if you put that energy out into the world you'll get that back you know in the right way and then it's about chasing that and and doing that after it's not about thinking all women are the same it's not about you know, manipulating women to go and on dates with you, like a lot of the pickup artists do, and they tell you, you "Know, oh, you need to do this and you need to say this." Okay, so you manipulate a woman to have sex with you. I'm like, cool, that's not really. It's, it's not. It's a zero sum game, ultimately, mate. You know, it's not going to do anything for you in the long term. It's going to leave you empty.
0: Mm. Yeah. And do you think, like, a lot of these masculinity accounts kind of just say it to be polarizing? Like, sometimes they don't even know the meaning of what they
1: say hundred percent. Yeah. And it's great content. Like I purposely put out polarized content sometimes because I want to engage an audience. Mm -hmm. You know, I I want to have a conversation with, you know, people that identify as being feminists and I want to learn more from their perspective because that improves me as a person. So I put intentionally polarized content out, but it's content that I agree with. And if people want to have a conversation and tell me I'm wrong, cool. Let's have a conversation. Tell me I'm wrong. Explain to me why I'm wrong. Teach me, you know, because I'm not always going to be right. I'm going to say something that might not be factually correct. And I'm okay with that. Like, and I'll grow from that. And I'll be the first to say, hey, like I put this tweet out. And, you know, in hindsight, it wasn't really the, the best bit. Of, and so far, I haven't done that. But you know, at some point, it's probably going to happen. I'll put something out and I might change my opinion six months down the line. But yeah, a lot of a lot of the big counts do put that content out, and they don't really understand their message, and they probably are just sat behind a keyboard trying to, you know, make a big account to sell a five pound ebook, you know, and kind of teach guys what is supposed to happen, and then they go round in circles, and you know, fifteen ebooks down the line, a couple of courses, and you know, some expensive coaching with a quote masculinity coach and they're no further forward in in their life really and they've they're not one stop to do that work on themselves to improve who they are because ultimately if you want to improve your life you need to start with yourself
0: Mm. yeah man and you're kind of in that you're on the front foot because you already do that outside of twitter so man you can easily once you get once you get around to that coaching online you can easily transition and put it what you do online uh, it's you're gonna have a a good time doing that i think cuz a lot of people will struggle but you understand that kind of you already have like the kind of fulfillment down of how you how you help people and you don't have to figure that out so now you just you know just bu- just building online that's why i can see that's why you stood out to me cuz you know you had that kind of long term vision of putting out content and then that you want you know you want to do the coaching online
1: yeah it's going it's going to be part of the plan you know um a lot of my coaching clients is through word of mouth and referrals, which is a massive it's a massive boost to the confidence in myself knowing I'm doing the right thing and doing it properly. Like unfortunately, and and this is not a stab at people, there's a lot of people that do coaching on Twitter that, you know, say, Oh, I'm a coach because they watched a few videos or read a book and they like the idea. And that's great. And some can do really good at it, but some of them don't operate ethically. You know, they create an an attachment so if I was coaching you and I started telling you what you had to do rather than guiding you on a journey you're going to think that you need to come to me every time you got a problem and that's not coaching you know that's that's not how coaching works and unfortunately a lot of people don't quite grasp that and understand what that is and they then form this it's great for business you've got somebody that keeps coming back and throwing money at you but you're not actually helping you know this guy improve his life ultimately so I do want to bring it to Twitter I'm not I'm not at that point yet. I'm enjoying the journey and loving having conversations with people. You know, I get a lot of messages and people ask for advice a lot of the time and I try and tailor my content to kind of address that as best as possible. I will at some point, you know, be releasing a more than likely a 12-week coaching program and I'd love to create a community group that focuses on, you know, the emotional intelligence sort of being the foundation and then talking about the pillars of, you know, your own self-growth as a man and that's something that I'm, I'm, building up with now but I'd like that to be a really sort of easily accessible low ticket you know literally just a few pounds for people to sign up to and and kind of come in because I look at some of the online communities and there's some amazing ones out there you know Save Your Sons is arguably for me I'm in it I've been in it for a while you know I even affiliate for it and get people in there because it's a great community you know it's brilliant It, it, it kind of runs itself a lot of the time the guys in there are so motivated to lift each other up and it's such a great place to be you come out of twitter and you don't get the abuse from people you know but people will hold you accountable and kind of boost you as a man and lift you up and get you to where you want to be and i'd like to create something similar to that but with some you know some clearly obvious differences as well in time
0: man save your sons communities yes yeah, it's, it's amazing i just love like kind of the you know people yeah it's, it, like you said it's just people lifting themselves up on that and it's not And it runs by itself as well. I was really surprised you know, I joined. like, This is is a tribe, you know, this is people that actually, because people feel passionate about this stuff. So that, and if you have like a tribe of people who are passionate then it's only just going to keep on growing and that's why that community is so powerful um, for people, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think that's where you need to charge for something like that. Like, it's okay, I'd love to sit here and run a community for free and spend all my time doing it, but I've got kids to feed, I've got bills to pay i've got things to do and you know ultimately you want to create something and and if somebody's not willing to pay for coaching or they're not willing to pay to be part of a community they're not going to show up you know a lot of things that are offered for for free are not valued people don't really they don't care much for it because it's it's just there it's free it's i can pick and choose when i use it but if you put A price on it, it then creates a bit of a sense of urgency and a bit of responsibility as well as like, okay, I'm in this community and, you know, it's really great guys here and I can be open and honest about who I am and be more myself. And that goes back to that awareness and understanding of who you are. So I think it's great. And that's kind of where I want to be and what I want to create. I'm just not at that point yet. It'll come probably the next three to six months. I think it'll all be in full flow by then and we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to bring it to people. You know, in the Twitter Twitter world for sure.
0: Yeah, and then back to the pricing. I, I think it's a disservice if you're not, if you're doing it for free. And like you said, like, it people you have to you have to have a price tag for people to kind of have that, that emotional investment. Ultimately, you're creating it because you want people to kind of use it and improve themselves, right? But they're not going to use it if it's free. So you kind of have to have that price tag to get people emotionally invested and then you know it helps it will help people a lot um know yeah it's it, it's free stuff just doesn't work that's how i see it like 99% of the time um and and if you have that kind of a community and it doesn't even have to be like you said i mean save the sons is like a couple you know it's like 7 dollars or something like that and it's people like people have got that put in that investment to join and prove themselves and they love it and it's you know a powerful community of people coming together who have invested you know a small amount it's a tiny amount but they've invested in themselves you know meet other people so then they're more emotionally invested right
1: it's exactly it's exactly that it's i mean i've recently started a free telegram channel just to kind of share a little bit more of the long-form content and everything i plan to put out on there is going to be entirely actionable you know, and I put a, a post out yesterday, and it talked. It talked about the nice guy idea, and you know how to kind of address that and work on that, and how to go against that. I know full well that ninety nine percent of people will read that, feel good about it, and then go about their day, and they'll not implement it, and that's fine. Like that's up to you. the The free value there is it's there for you to use if you want to use it. Cool, use it. If not, that's fine. But. Ultimately, 99% of people on there will read it, feel great, move forward and, you know, carry on doing whatever they're doing until they're ready, which is fine, you know. But you do need to monetize these things to give people that mentality. Like I um, I had somebody approach me the other week and was like, you know, asked me about coaching. I said, I don't advertise on here. I have got a space coming up if you're interested. Um, this is the price. And he was like, we can have a free session. Absolutely not. Like, no, because you're not going to turn up. If you don't pay to invest in yourself, you're not going to turn up. You know, it's like I'm a free gym membership. I got a free gym membership a few years ago, which I got as like a prize. I went five times to that gym in a year. And you just think, you don't value things that are free, you know, a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, man, that's so true. And it's, yeah, free. It's, I think even like, I'm going through like the service business now, but like if say you were doing, I don't know, copywriting for someone, even when you're starting out, like people say, okay, work for free. And I agree to a point. I think you can still like charge a really low price, because that like even small emotional investment is getting someone committed to what they do, and it and it puts a higher value of your service up. Uh, if it's if it's if it's priced at least something, it's higher value than something that's free. Something that free that's free is just people devalue it up immediately. You know, so you have to add that price so like, for people to kind of realize that you know they need to use it. If, if that person um jumped on a coaching call for free they would not have taken in the you know the um information really they wouldn't have really they wouldn't have had that like it would have kind of been a relaxed thing where they enjoy it and they get some information but they never they'll never use it right and that's why if bit on the opposite if they were to pay and then they joined um and jumped on a cool view that would be an emotional investment you know they really they need they want this result that's what they've invested in they want that result right.
1: The motivation, of course, it's you know, it's 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 putting skin in the game and saying like, hey, I, I want to improve on something, so I'm going to. And in reality, like because I haven't officially done coaching for that long, you know, my price is really cheap compared to what a lot of people charge in in the same in the same industry, and it's only going to get more expensive over time as I gain that experience and ultimately get better at what it is that I'm doing. And you know, I. The person who coached me and you know taught me around the way to coach ethically, you know, makes one hundred and fifty grand a year coaching, works three days a week, charges a fortune, but can, and people will pay that because what they get from it is life changing work. Like, why would you not want to pay, you know, three hundred pound an hour, for example, or five hundred pound for an hour that will completely change your life? Like, imagine ten minutes with Tony Robbins, like that would, yeah, yeah, in his best, you know, you would come away from there and feel. You'd have massive balls, and you'd feel amazing afterwards. You know,
0: so yeah. why would you not pay a yeah. big
1: money for that? It'd change your life, and ultimately, it would save you money in the long run. It really would.
0: Yeah, I, I, I also think if Twitter, because Tw- like our space and Twitter, like money, Twitter is so valuable. Especially some of the threads people drop. I genuinely think if that if it costs money to say get into money Twitter, for example, people would actually take more action on the threads that are dropped because people are seeing it, and it's because they can just literally pick up their phone. Go on a free app, Twitter, and scroll through and read a thread, and they just read it. They're not they're mindless consuming, and that's why they never really put that stuff into action. There are some people on there who drop six, seven-figure business ideas, you know, um, in a thread, but people aren't going to take action on because it, it was free, you know.
1: A lot of the time, yeah, you you'll fill it up, you know, fill your mind up with all these ideas and thoughts, and you know, I'm quite selective about who I follow on Twitter, you know, and who... You know, why so I have lists on my account because I want to make sure that what I'm reading is coming from these really great accounts, the people that are dropping the best value. And if I think they, they're giving value, I'm going to buy their products all day long. I'm going to pay for what they offer because th- what they're giving away for free is just a taster of what, you know, they give behind. So, like, I'm in the Modern Master with Anko and um, is it Cypreneur that's in it now as well? And yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's great. You know, it's a, it's a really it's a really great community. It doesn't cost a great deal. I'm not as engaged in it as I'd like to be, but I'm busy doing other things. But when I jump in, you know, I don't mind paying that nominal fee to be in there. And the same with the Save Your Sons community. Like, you know, I joined when it was cheaper and, you know, get to keep that cheap price. Like I'd pay, I'd pay five times the amount without even thinking about it to be in those communities and be, you know, learning what, is kind of being taught, you know, these guys that are doing that are creating immense value for people, you know, but you've sometimes got to throw that, you've got to throw that bone out first, haven't you? And get people interested, you know, before you kind of give them everything else. And that's where the threads come from. You know, you can put some great threads out. Like I, I like Jake Victor, who does copyright and marketing. A lot of his threads, they're amazing. You know, absolutely phenomenal free information. You think fucking hell, like, I've literally just gone on to Twitter and looked at a thread and instantly I now know how to do this or improve my writing or improve this or stop doing certain things. But people yeah. a lot of the time in yeah. 40 won't, won't pick that up until they're in a position where they're ready to pay for it, I guess. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, and I see like kind of the coaching as like the value equation. So it starts from your – because I think with coaching, the person who's taking coaching, you've got to try – It first, I think you got to try. Like, I think you got to kind of take some basic information, at least implement it, so you understand what the coach is saying and why it's not working. Because if you're a complete, you know, novice, and then you go to a coach, heart, you're not going to really understand what they say. You have to learn from experience, right? And that's why recently I've invested in three different coaches because I've tried, I've tried everything, and it's and it's working. I'm on a good path, but like that accountability is so big. So I've kind of decided, you know, I've, I'm at a stage where I've been doing it consistently for a while, and now I want to go to the next step with a coach who's going to... And I've got results from it already, you know. It's been a few months. It's been like a month and got results from it already. Like, got somewhere way quicker than if I would have if I just kept on the normal pace that I was going before. But I think, yeah, you know, um, coaching is really powerful. Like with the value equation, for example, someone's, uh, you coaching someone, they look at your Twitter content. And they implement some of what they've learned from your tweets or your threads. They try some of it, and then maybe you release an ebook or a community, and then they try more facts that it's more in depth. It's for people that actually have started and got interest, got interested, and now taking the next step. And then coaching is for the people who have learned all of this. They understand that they've implemented it, but need that that person to kind of take them to the really next step. And that's why I think the kind of value equation. And I think um, you know, I think Jake talks about it. Um, so, so many people on Twitter talk about it. I talk about it a bit as well. It's really powerful, um, to, you know, to, 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 if you really want to like have effective coaching, you know. Um, so yeah, man, that's it's really awesome to see. I, I'm really looking forward to the next upcoming months when you start putting that out on Twitter, and I think a lot of people will take value from it.
1: I hope so. I think it's been it's been positively received on the most part. I'm the same and the same as any other human where you sometimes doubt the message you're putting out but you know I get over that quite quickly because I take that moment to sit back and remind myself of what it is I'm trying to do and ensure that I'm held accountable, you know, with my tribe of people, you know, my small community of guys that we communicate every day. And I'm like, Hey, you know, does this sound right? You know, does this resonate? You know, is anybody getting anything from this or is it just a complete load of shit? And for the most part it's, you know, it's, it's good stuff and people are tuning in and, you know, I get some really positive messages from guys, which is a massive motivator, you know, when people are saying like your content has changed the way I think about life and, you know, you've literally changed my life. Like that's, that's huge, you know, yeah. and that's yeah, that shit's for free as well. So it's, I, I love Twitter and I love what it's about. I love how you can kind of be on there and, and how you can share a positive message. Just, you've got to be really careful who you follow and who you pay attention to. And that's why sometimes I put the, you know, the joke threads out and the joke tweets out because it's like, hey, don't take things too seriously. Like there's people on here that will take money off you and give you nothing in return yeah, and not, yeah. not lose a moment's sleep, you know, over yeah. that. You've got to be really yeah. careful, you know yeah and
0: yeah like using them you know creating lists using the Me pattern as much as possible um it really is game changing because you need to you know you're gonna if you don't intentionally consume then you're being controlled in a way like you're being you know you're you're just hearing all these opinions that and that aren't like valid to you and you're just letting your mind gonna kind of race basically so you need to be intentional of who you consume on lists um people that like just you know I'm putting out stuff that you know really resonates with you or you know it, it it's important otherwise social media is just not what what it's meant to be right it's not meant you know you're you're on there to receive ideas from people you love and people that you respect a lot so if you don't and, and if you miss that point then you're kind of losing out a lot.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You might just end up doom scrolling, and you waste three hours of your day, and you come away feeling exhausted because you've you've not been intentional. And int- Intention is a big is a big word, of course. You know, yeah. being yeah. being consistent in intentionally consuming the right content for you, but but questioning it as well. Like if, if I put a post out, you know, don't take my word for it. Go and go on, go on Google. You know, fire up Google and search about the topic I'm talking about and get different opinions and you might form a different opinion. That's cool. That's how we're supposed to live life. Like I'm not always going to be right, you know, but just be intentional with it every day. Mm. Yeah,
0: exactly. And um, yeah, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly right. You can't, because like we said, Twitter lacks nuance. You've got to put in that, um, like you actually got to go in depth to actually have an opinion as well and, you know, understand things. And going back to what you said about, people who message you and people who say, you know, your content impacts them so much. In my opinion, that's the best metric for social media because followers likes. Yes, they're good. Um, and they do show that people who kind of have clicked that button for a reason, but anyone can do that. Right. People, you know, follow anyone. I think if someone actually goes out their way to write you a message, which I've received before as well. And it, it's, it's so motivating, you know, that's like, that's exactly why you're on, that's why you're doing what you do, and if you're not receiving any of that, I think people are just kind of taking it the baseline. But if if people are reading your content, putting it into action, and then DM you, saying how it's helped them, that proves you're doing something really good, and I think that's um, that's the, I, in my opinion that's the best metric you can use for so, um, social media. Not followers, not likes. People are actually going out their way to DM you, so it really means it has had a deep impact. Yeah
1: it is and it's nice having loads of followers because it does give you a little bit of clout and people think well okay this this guy's obviously got something if he's got you know a few thousand followers great but you know if i put a tweet out and lost two thousand followers i wouldn't sleep you know i wouldn't lose sleep over it i'd be like okay cool fine you know that's i'm not i'm not bothered you know if people want to cancel me and i get banned off of twitter okay cool i'll just create another account and start again you know and that's fine ultimately
0: Exactly, exactly. And I, I, I love that kind of message. That it's not, don't take everything so seriously. Don't take like Twitter seriously. Really, like, take the advice you get, and put it into your life. When it's valid, put it into your life in a kind of serious way. But don't, you know, take everything seriously. You know, it's just, it's, it's a game. You know, life is, can be kind of a game, and you you choose how you play the game. You can either be angry at everything, get offended by tweets, get you know just hate hate your life hate hate everything or you can just realize that life is just what you make of it and if you can um if you understand that deeply then i think you're set up pretty well
1: you you're on the right path for sure you know and if you keep that in mind awareness is is the is the biggest awareness and understanding of where you are and where you want to be and just accepting like you're going to drop a ball sometimes you're going to mess up and you're exactly. gonna get things exactly. wrong, and sometimes you're gonna to have to start all over again, and that's okay. Mm. You know, just mm. be kind to yourself. You know, and understand that life is an opportunity to grow every single day. You know, and that's fine. However, slow or fast that is.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And that's the mistakes. The mistakes are worth it, and I think that's why, with a coach, you need to go through the kind of basic mistakes. And when you're starting off, and whatever the coaches. So before you get a coach, you should kind of make, you know, try it out, make the mistakes, see how it works. And then you go to the coach for kind of that next step. And they help you avoid all the other mistakes going on. They take you, you know, they show you kind of the, the path of where you, where you can go. But then ultimately, it's got to be you, right? You've got to actually take that advice and put it into your life. I need to catch that. Could you try again? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know. Um
1: think it's like i i've made not every mistake in in the world possible but i've made i've made enough mistakes and enough times to be able to help somebody avoid those you know in in the best way for them but a lot of times people will still want to make those mistakes anyway so they experience it as life and you have to accept that that is you know ultimately what people will do sometimes you know yeah exactly
0: that's um And sometimes it's worth it sometimes the mistake. Well, it is. A lot of the time, like mistakes and failures are worth it because you need to because then you you start to understand what's being taught to you, say by a coach, you start to understand it a lot more and it's easier to apply it to
1: your life. You got you gotta fail as well. Like I'm a big advocate for failing, you know. And every time you fail is an opportunity to improve and do something different and ultimately get to where you want to go and use those failures as stepping stones every single day to reach the goal that you've set for yourself and achieve that that vision that you have for yourself, you know?
0: 100%. Yeah, this is um, man, this has been a solid, really solid conversation. I appreciate you coming on and sharing um, everything. Your thoughts?
1: It's been fun. I, I'm kind of glad that I've had a lot of invitations to go on podcasts and, you know, I do my own research and decide whether or not you know, it's going to be beneficial to come on there and share a message. Some people I've said no to, you know, because I don't really agree with their message and what they're putting out. Um, you're the first one that I've gone and probably jump on a few more at some point. That's great. Um, but I appreciate you having me and giving me an opportunity to have a, a proper chat with you. It's almost like not being on a podcast. To be honest, it's like just being on a normal,
0: yeah, yeah just shooting ideas backwards and forwards. And yeah, I really appreciate. You you coming on and it's a pleasure to have you as like the first your first ever podcast. I'm sure you'll do many, you'll do, you'll do, you'll do many more down the line. So, you know, it all starts here and then, you know, see the progression, progression. You know?
1: Yeah. I appreciate it. Man. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Finally, I guess, finally, where can people find you? What do you have? Do you have anything to plug? You know, just
1: shoot it. <laughs> obviously, coach mac uk's i've changed the name it used to be mask aficionado which was intentionally difficult to read because it got people kind of questioning like what is that um i've changed that to make it easy to understand so yeah come and say hello on twitter Um, i've got a telegram group which is free put a lot of actionable advice on there for guys and it's not you know specific to one thing it could be entrepreneurship it could be finances it could be meditation it could be defeating the nice guy it could be relationships it's whatever kind of the community are talking about and want to know more about or throw out it's never going to be specifically you know one thing it's you know ultimately it's an overall package for guys to do better with their lives if they want to so and it's free so come come and join if you want and uh, yeah 100% yeah I mean I, I joined the
0: other um the other day the bridge yeah it's um it's really solid man
1: yeah so before that, sooner, you know, I'll get probably another post out tomorrow. i Would have thought, um, which will be a completely different topic. I've not even decided yet. and That's how good it is. So it'll be, yeah. it'll be whatever yeah. kind of feels right at the time and whatever I kind of want to share, really, on there. But it'll help somebody. There'll be one person on there that will get something from that. And I'm happy with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, guys, this has
0: been Coach Matt. Shoot me a follow, shoot me a DM if you got a genuine question check out his telegram and yeah thanks for coming
1: on man i appreciate it thank you very much see ya